You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. So let's talk about the other stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, so we're going to talk about... Oh, man. The world is just like... The world. The world, man. It's a mad, mad world. Um, you, um, you've been kind of on this for a minute. This idea that, like, it's just outrage every day. Yeah. Right? Um, and for a while, I have been kind of like, well... You know, I, I feel like I've pushed back against that. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I, it, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't an angry pushback. Right. It was a perspective pushback. Right. And what I'm trying to figure out now is like, because I feel like really like every day is like is something new. But like, I will admit, I find myself being outraged by some of this stuff. Right. Sure. Is this only because like social media media? And the the way that we are so polarized as a country that the combination of those two things have just driven us to this point where things that might have been everyday news items, you know, a while ago are instead now these, oh my goodness, or the other side's like, <gasps> or the, and one side's like, oh, no, 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 nothing to see there. No big deal. You know, it, it, is it strictly because of social media and our polarization or is it mostly because you know, actually, there are times in history, much like we talk about music, there are times in music when there's just a lot going on. Yeah. There are times in history when it's just crazy because it's crazy, right? Like, yeah. the late 60s were crazy. Right. Right? Like, stuff, stuff was going on. And so what I'm trying to figure out is, like, I know that some of this is definitely due, at least some of it is due to hyperpolarization, social media, like, we are all dopamine addicts just looking for the next hit. But I do think part of it is just the world's kind of wild right now. Yes. And yeah. It's not to say that the it's not to say that the outrage is not justified. It's just a lot of it all the time, every day. And and the and, you know, and the guy who's ostensibly the most po- the most powerful man in the world is I feel like he he's trying to push these buttons. Yeah. Like like Trump in the NFL, which we talked about in the last show. And it's it's we we almost I mean we probably thought that that it would have been dead by now, right? No. Okay. No. Well, no, no. I take that back because I said, "What were people going to do the following week?" Right. So I, I was I was I was curious. I won't say that we thought it would be dead, but I was curious to see what was next. I wasn't leaning to either way. Okay. And it, and it turns out that it's <laughs> we as much as we you know it's basically what happened right is th- it wasn't as much of a story. Players continued to kneel. And then Trump administration sent send Mike Pence to Indianapolis, <laughs> where Pence tells the reporters, Pence's team tells the reporters, y'all might not want to get out of the van. This might be a quick exit. And then shows up, gets fake outraged <laughs> when when players on the Niners, you know, the team where this all started, kneel, and then... Trump's like, oh yeah, I told Pence to go, and if they da, 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 then I told them to get out, and you know, they become and they manufactured a story out of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, I need a nickname for Jerry Jones. Like, there's Comic Sans Dan. I need something for Jerry Jones. Jerry jo- Jones, who two weeks ago was doing, you know, was was basically shucking and jiving with his players, <laughs> down on bended knees. Grinning, and then we're all gonna stand up. <laughs> Down on bended knee. <laughs> it's all right. like I'm gonna, you know, no player will play for me if he kneels. And it's like I'm still hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a, wait, just a minute. In the wait, words of Vincent McMahon, wait, wait, just a minute. I he he's acting very. He's this is right out of the Vince McMahon school. 
That exactly. Like all of this is wrestling. Well, I expect it from Trump, but Jerry Jones might as well. He really missed his calling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not too late because as long as Vince McMahon is still alive, there's nothing more that Vince McMahon uh, loves more than another old billionaire. (laughs) So he could totally fit Jerry Jones into some sort of story. But yeah, this is, it's, it's all wrestling. I mean, even the example where the news came out that Colin Kaepernick told CBS that if a team took him, that, you know, he would, uh, he would be willing to stand up for the national anthem. Except that wasn't even true. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, he says that now, this isn't like, you know, you go on Facebook and see news from like, you know, websites.com. <laughs> <laughs> websites.com forward slash hot news alert forward slash. <laughs> and, and some poor, some poor soul has been suckered into believing that's true. And they post it. This is AP. This is the Associated Press uh, uh, reporting on this. And so I'm and I'm thinking I'm like I'm sending this to group chats. And I'm like, yo, this doesn't make sense. This does not make sense. Right. This can't all be for Kaepernick to just get a job in the league. Like this just doesn't make sense. Not even 20 minutes later, he puts out a Winston Churchill quote, and then his girlfriend says that that wasn't true. Then the reporter comes out and says, well, that's not what he said to me. Wrestling, the swerve is what we call it. And y'all, go, listen, y'all gonna stop making fun of me for watching wrestling. Y'all gonna learn. <laughs> y'all gonna learn. Like it's the it's the same thing. And when you, and yeah, the only difference is is that this isn't. I mean, it's actually there is no difference because I'm sure this is planned out in a room full of See, writers. It's, I, it's not. <laughs> it, I don't think it's planned out. I think we. I think wrestling continues to be successful because people like drama. Yeah, yeah, we do. And everything, everything, we have the reality TV. So we have just life is reality TV now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It literally went from, you know, I was, I was watching, um, like Nickelodeon has like, you know, I don't have cable. So, you know, whenever I'm out, like I was watching Friends and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I'm like, yo, are there any sitcoms out right now? Oh yeah, they're all they're I'm all sure, like yeah. C- CBS and ABC. Like yeah, yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure they exist, but they're not what they were. Not compared to essentially what reality TV was. And even reality TV is you know kind of losing its luster. But why would I need to watch people acting crazy when my president, <laughs> the president of the country that I live in, is you know at the helm of a lot of madness that's going on every day, every day, every day we wake up. It's like. Is today the day? Is today, yeah. is, is today the day he sends one more taunting tweet to North Korea? <laughs> like, right. Uh, right. Uh, um, so uh, today, uh, Jamel Hill of ESPN mm-hmm. uh, is suspended for... This was today, right? Making sure I got this yeah, right. Was t- <coughs> Excuse me, yeah, it was today. <laughs> everything moves, moves fast. Moves so fast, dude. I sound old, but really, everything moves, moves fast. Um, Jamel, Jamel Hill is suspended for... for uh, basically, basically, count that cowboy fans, or, or, or pointing that that fans fans could, if they don't like what the cowboys are, that they could boycott um, the advertisers for the cowboys, mm-hmm. which proves the biggest lesson of all when it comes to es to ESPN, which is you can say racist stuff, you can say dumb stuff, but you can't say something that they think might cost them money, mm. right? Mm. I mean, ESPN does gainfully employ Hank Williams Jr. Right. I, yeah, I didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> they brought him back. They brought him back. 
<laughs> they might as well have him wearing the Make America Great Again hat because that's what he's supposed to be there for. Yeah. He's good. He's a good old boy. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. So, <sighs> you know what's funny, Doc? What? Has it been a week? It's been a week since, since over 600 people were shot in right. Las Vegas. And 58 or 59 people died, right? It's been two two weeks since uh, her, two or three weeks since hurricanes hit Puerto Rico. Right. Uh, hurricanes hit Florida. Like it's literally. I mean, that's kind of to your point, what you said earlier. It's back to back, like crazy thing. It's crazy, crazy wires in in California right now. Yeah, yeah. Na- Napa I, Valley I even, is up in flames right now. I didn't even know that was going on. Yeah, because <laughs> there's too much. Yeah, I didn't even know that was going on. That's nuts. There's a new Star Wars trailer. Oh, sorry, my my priorities a little different. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not. Yeah, you got that. You you're not you're not in on Star Wars. I've never seen a full Star Wars all the way through. Woo! Oh no! <laughs> Yo, I already have tickets. <laughs> <laughs> when does it When does it come out? December. That's hilarious. Tickets went on sale last last. So you already got tickets, son. I got tickets. My fourth and the wor- see, I, I went to bed early last night, which, which 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 was a mistake because by the time I woke up this morning, tickets were already selling out for opening night. I bet. Yeah, I should have stayed up late and done it last night. Anyway, um, yeah, I, you know, what like three four weeks ago was Puerto Rico. Oh, man, Puerto Rico, crazy. We actually had some people from work uh, get sent down there to to assist with aid. Oh yeah, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. It, so it's been um. It's been what, twelve years? Almost. It's been yeah. It's been a little more than twelve years since um, uh, since Katrina, since uh, Kanye got up there and said uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Crazy. Which nowadays would be in the news for all of eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> versus it's actually versus this actually like it transcended time and it is almost like an earmark in American history. Yeah. Crazy. So, as somebody who has been early on sort of calling out this idea of everything is outrage i mean do you, i mean you sort of talk about it a little bit i mean like do you sort of are, are you i sometimes feel feel like exhausted yeah yeah i i always tell people that like you can't take in all of those opinions I mean, even when things aren't aren't outraged when i was like on like peak twitter and i was tweeting all the time i didn't realize how detrimental that was to just like my mental and emotional health because you're taking in all of these things that are consistently happening, all these perspectives and opinions and craziness, you're taking it all, you're taking it all in and you have to feel and you feel the need to respond mm. and engage it. Um, so people are like experiencing that now where all this stuff is going on and people feel like they have to say, I have to say something. Um, and that was what my response is, because yeah, we could talk about this. Um, you know, with the Vegas thing, and I, I, I tweeted this, put it on social media, and I think people misunderstood what I said. I might have misunderstood what you said. Yeah. So I, I said that, you know, there was no empathy or very little empathy for the victims that this happened to. The conversation immediately went to gun control because what happened was, was I woke up. Was that Sunday night when that happened? I think so. Okay. So I woke up Monday at like five in the morning and I check my social media because I'm trash. And I had a friend that, you know, post on Instagram about what happened in Vegas. Oh, my God. I go on Twitter to find out more information. And immediately it's like gun control, gun control, gun control. And so 
I'm not going to sit up here and say that those conversations don't need to be had and that stuff. To be honest, the, 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 the pessimism in me says that gun control isn't going to do it. But you're a super advocate of gun control. Is that fair to say? Oh, I'm, the, as time goes on, I get even more radicalized on this. Yeah. Um, gun control, I mean, at some point, like, I'm, I try to be realistic, right? This is America. We are a violent nation. Um, we are a nation like we have a bunch of people who not even a bunch of people we have a handful of citizens who actually own a ton of guns like i was reading an article, reading an article today three three percent america owns 50 percent of america's guns right there is this small subset of folks who think that they are like ready to live out you know the, the next action movie fantasy right and and they own and people own like and i mean not that not that three percent of america is ready to be another like las vegas shooter but like this dude from las vegas is in, is a super extreme version of that combined with somebody who clearly let's just say had issues and we'll we'll find out they're still trying to learn more about like what exactly he was trying to do like it well like came out today that he you know he was trying to um you know set off an explosion at the airport as well like that he was trying to shoot because from where he was from he was trying to shoot and hit like i don't know some like a container of gas i forget what it was but like he was trying to also set off some airport like he was trying to cause like mass chaos you know yeah um he's a terrorist i mean basically right like a one yeah um and uh i don't know i i i i understand at a like guttural level the idea of people want to like people if, if people feel unsafe um, then they feel like they have the right to defend themselves. The problem is like we have sort of a culture that um, sort of hypes up how unsafe things can be. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, um, you know, because we are such a, you know, we have racism, like just deeply at the core, deep at the core of our society. Like um, um, the way we sort of treat violence, violence, treat people who own guns very wildly. Right. A, white, a white guy with a gun is a gun is going to be very differently than a black guy with a black guy with a gun. And so, and so at some point though, it's like, listen, like, we know how to like. We know how to stop. We know how to stop this. Like we, we, we just don't have the. We, we don't have the desire to fix it. We just have to get rid of guns. Like I mean, literally. Like we, like we should be trying to figure out how can we get rid of as many guns as we possibly can. Period. End of discussion. There's so many good things that come from that, right? Like there's we talk about mass shootings, but like tons of people kill themselves with guns via suicide every year, right? The yeah. more guns you get out of the hands of people, the fewer it happens. The fewer accidents. Right, right. Fewer like random one-off murders that we don't that we don't have national news stories about. Right, like. But the problem is, is anytime you talk about any amount of gun control, people find out, f- people poke, and they and they come up with some reason as to why that won't immediately solve every single problem that we, we've ever had with guns. And it's like that's an insane standard. Right, the object should be how can we make this better? And the way you make it better is you have fewer guns, and the guns that you do have are less capable. Right, like. I, Aside from self-defense, which we're basically saying is, is is murder that we're okay with. Aside from self-defense, I don't understand why why we're all cool with handguns. Actually, you're not hunt with a handgun gun. Yeah, here we are, right? We're nowhere even close in this country to going down the path of like, well, actually, we just need fewer guns of almost every type. We're nowhere close to that. People are trying to like, oh, well, what if we banned a, you know, we, we have these terms and people misuse them. What if we banned assault rifles? Or what if we banned semi-automatic, you know, weapons and stuff like that? And like, the problem is, is like, there's this huge gun culture in America and, you know, people can modify their weapons and turn, oh, I turned this legal one into this one that's still technically legal, but now it's still assault. Like, you're just getting down in the weeds. You're, you're way too deep in the details. Like, the answer is less guns, period. My, my, before I get, before I respond to that. Yeah. Um, 
my original point of making that was to say that that conver- it's not my my comment wasn't that those conversations don't need to be had. It was just like this real thing happened where people's lives were affected. And, you know, I think w- I felt like we all could have st- stood to stop look at the victims, the families and offer empathy in some sort of way. And I'm sorry. It's, it's like when it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. I want to use an example from boys in the hood, but I don't think I'm going to. Um, but like if something happens to you and I immediately go outside to go, or God forbid, and I immediately go outside to go handle or respond to whatever happened to you and say, your wife is there like shaken up and I'm just ignoring her. To me, that's to me, that's a lack of empathy. I have to address your wife. Are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I just sit with you? Then I'll go out and go look for whoever did whatever to you. God forbid that ever happens. But just for just for an example. So it wasn't my so my comment was it's not that we can't and don't need to have those conversations. It's like, let's just stop and deal with the emotional reality or the emotions that come with the reality. This real thing that just happened to a large amount of people in one of the busiest cities, not only in America, but in the world. Yeah. Bef- before we get on our YouTube uh, <laughs> conspiracy theories and, you know, all this, these all that conspira- crazy stuff. These conspiracy theories are terrible. Man. Hey, they, blame the, blame the Illuminati, bro. They did the same. They did the same thing. These conspiracy theories with Sandy Hook, man. Yeah. It's like disgraceful. Kid, yeah. Crazy. Like, yo, kid, kids, the babies died. Right. And you want to pick apart a CNN clip, like get out of here. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like some of those clips aren't even real, but I digress. Um, but to respond to your point, um, I don't know if this is pessimism. I don't know if this is, I don't know what this is coming from me, but I've never seen America, America of all places, get rid of something and it stay gone. Mm. It, to me, I don't think that getting rid of I don't think that getting rid of guns is getting rid of gun getting rid of guns. Now, you could probably speak to this better than me, but my initial thought goes to maybe bootlegging. And you know, they tried to get rid of liquor, but it was still readily available. It was in in the black market and it you know, if you wanted it, you could get it. And I feel like that would be the same way in the realm of guns. So maybe like teenagers or kids, you know, in Montana can't walk into Walmart and get a gun like they could before. But who's to say that illegal guns still won't be in the inner cities, still won't be re- readily accessible. Terrorists don't still have access to them, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. And I'm, and, I'm, and, gener- I'm really asking. And right. Like I said, said you're going to get rid of all of them, at least not initially. But we're not even trying to get rid of any of them, really. We're, we're like, we're, we're just we're going around. We're just working around the edges. We're trying to figure out, like, we just aren't reckoning with the fact that, like, we are, like, mostly okay with a society with the idea that people should have guns, that it actually makes sense. It made sense in 1776. Sure. When you lived on the frontier and you had a muzzle and, and like, and, and, and you had the exact same weapon that the British had and you were trying to defend your property. Oh, and by the way, like also one of the reasons why the right to bear arms in the constitution is so that people could keep their slaves in line. Like, like don't forget that. Like, that's a, like a little bit of a different world. Bars. But, you know, cause it's America, like, you know, we, we, we treat the constitution like how people who b- believe in God, uh, and believe in Jesus, treat the Bible, right? We treat yeah. it as this inf- like infallible, like piece of wisdom that was passed down from Lord 
George Washington the first. Like, I mean, <laughs> Lord George Washington. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're and right. It's like, you know, yeah. The idea then was the right to bear arms for the purposes of a well-regulated militia, right? Not, I want to be, you know, John Wick 3. It wasn't <laughs> right. the idea. <laughs> I think that I think the scary part is, is I feel like we're getting to a place and this might even be considered conspiracy theorists. And, and in this point, I don't care. But <laughs> like, because so many of the laws and rules that are um, in your eyes, and I agree with you that they're largely outdated, they were created for a specific time. And that time has long passed. Um, then now people are going to feel like, well, now we need to create a new constitution or we need to create um, a new declaration of independence. And and my fear is, is that I don't even want to say the wrong people oh, would be in charge you can go, of that. Go ahead. The wrong people, people, the people yeah. currently, currently mostly in charge of our government, our government, the wrong people. people. But but then my question is, who are the right people? You because and I we should do <laughs> We, what'd you say? You and me should do. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> the The problem is, is like everybody, America is, we pride ourselves on freedom, freedom, America. Like, but freedom means so many different things to people. So for some people, freedom means I have the freedom to kneel during the national anthem to protest um, the injustices of black uh, men and women and children getting murdered by police with no reprimand. Unarmed black women, men and children getting murdered without reprimand. Freedom on the other side of that says you don't have the freedom to kneel and disrespect my flag. Same word, two completely different perspectives. Who, what committee, what board comes together and does something that benefits everybody? I think it's impossible. Of course, it's but I impossible. feel like they're gonna. Tr- I feel like they're gonna try it. I mean, America it's not gonna is work. Im- America is impossible. America is impossible. Right? I mean, it was built on That's a contradiction bars. from the first from 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 day one. As bars. Right. I mean, I mean, uh, from day day one, been like this addition of like what is liberty? Like like what is freedom? Right. Mm-hmm. For people like for white slave owners in the South, in like when the Constitution and Declaration of Independence were first written, like for them, it was the freedom to treat their property, however, to do whatever they wanted with their property. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Not the freedom for any individual to be treated like a human being. Like that's not the kind of freedom they're talking about. Right. Right. And believe me, when I hear Jerry Jones talking about what his players are and are and aren't going to do, <laughs> my goodness. He- what that sound like? Yes, Massa. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it boils down to like, we just have, I mean, you know, America has always been, so there's a really good book. Um, It's called American Nations, I want to say. I might've plugged that on the show before, but let me look this up real quick. Yeah. It's called American Nations. It's by uh, an author named Colin Woodard. Uh, Colin Woodard. Um, and it's, the subtitle is A History of the 11 Rival Regional Cultures of North America. Right. And I love this book. It's a great book. And it break, kind of breaks down how like all these different sort of the differences between different parts of America, how they were started and how that still carries over. Right. Like even down south, right, the very real differences between the, the culture that emerged out of Virginia and North South Carolina versus the Appalachian states, states versus the states where they, they grew up in, you know, how the Northeast 
in New England really is very different than New York City and why that is, and, and like the New Jersey area and like why that is and like how those like how those strain those different sort of differences in America are still like present, mm-hmm. right? And you end up and it this book kind of argues for this fact that basically there have been like over time like different different like pockets of this uh, uh, like all these different quote unquote like nations all these different regional cultures have formed various coalitions at different times mm. right but like it, it where we're at now, but where it almost always ends, always ends like you have one one coalition versus another and and right now it's just this this like you know on the one hand you've got like you know the northeast plus like you know the northwest and like sort of part of the west coast and you know some of the major cities like that's like one sort of half of america and then the other half of america is like people who live like very different lives like that's the fascinating thing about america right it is it's not just a big country it's a it's a incredibly like different country right like you've been all over the country you know this like oklahoma texas kansas you know, to somebody from if if you are traveling from another part of the world and you had never been to America, didn't know much about it, and we're like, all right, we're gonna show you two two places in America, and you showed them like the middle of Kansas, and then you showed them like where I live, Connecticut. People would be like, this is the same place, really? Yeah. People talk different. People act different. They have different norms. The, the place looks totally different. Like we just have like very different Americas, and people have very different lives, and so we end up in this world where like to get back to what you're talking about, like this idea of you know, w- if we were to have like another constitution, like would the right people be doing it? Like the problem is, is like we all we can't even agree on what the problem is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We don't even have a common under. There's not even a common understanding. It's not like we have a common understanding of a problem and two different ways to try to solve it. I agree. And so America from the get go has always papered over these. Right. We always paper over the differences. Yeah. And historically, when when things have been papered over, over and people of color who have gotten the shaft, right? So when reconstruction happened and we attempted to paper over the differences in America that still like ha- happened after the civil war, when reconstruction ended and Jim Crow laws began to begin established in the South again and the, and the KKK rose, like, you know, it was okay. Well, we need to reunite America because this is great. You know, like even after the civil war, like things aren't right. The South is still struck, like whatever people aren't happy, blah, blah, blah. like, you know, and they were like, well, you know, look the other way for, you know, for, for black people. And we are now at a place in this country where it is less for at least a, a sub subsection country. It's just that's that's not off the table. Yeah. So I don't know how we I don't know how we solve this. You know, I, I, I think about the, I think about this problem all the time, actually. Like, I really sometimes think like at some, some point I will get into politics because I know no other way to try to help solve this problem. And this podcast will. Not this episode, but every episode we've done this podcast will come back to haunt me because they will be using campaign ads or something, right? But that's okay. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, yeah, I, we pretty much, yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna stitch together because I've got so many, <laughs> or just, <laughs> or just a, a straight up quote of me saying something crazy. Um, you know, they're you gonna know. they're gonna do like a Homer Simpson and they're gonna like splice up words to make you say a completely different sentence. Or it'll just be they'll run the clip of me saying that we should drop flex bombs on the national anthem. Like <laughs> um <laughs> white liberal says that we should drop bombs on national anthem. Flex bombs received from North Korea. <laughs> I know I'm ranting and raving right now, but like we, we really have like huge problems and because we all can't even agree on what the problem is, that's why it's an outrage. Yeah. Right? And there's profit to be made from that outrage. Thank you. Yes. 
political yes. and and monetary profit. I was going to see I was going to ask now you jump for, in because I'm ranting and raving. Here. OK, so I was going to ask you like, I mean, this might start another rant, but for things <laughs> like mass tragedies and I mean, not, not only mass tragedies, but um, we know that medicine is big business. Don't you know? So, yeah. So we we understand why there's no cure for cancer or AIDS and then there's flu shots and all that medicine's big business. Um, but death is big business, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so natural disasters are big business. Natural disasters are huge business, huge. And anything that tugs on the heartstrings of America and its culture, people will find a way to flip it into some money. So I, mean, I guess you just answered my question because you agree with me. <laughs> no. So I, I think, I think um, we, we see gatekeepers in this country. Country. Talk about this in the show. This is all, all on you, right? The gatekeepers and the flood, flood gate, right? There used to be, used to be me gatekeepers too. And gatekeepers for public opinion, right? We called them elites, and some people didn't like them, but they sort of set the tone for this country in a very for a very long time because that's how this country was sort of structured. And there were pros and cons to that, right? But you know, it's no longer that like, look, as long as, well, yes, there are still like quote unquote gatekeepers in traditional media. They're mm. all competing with the algorithm, right? The algorithm that power the algorithms that power Twitter, Facebook. Google, these are optimized to get clicks, right? It, there's no editorial control behind the scenes going, should we do that? Because that's not the incentive structure for them. The incentive structure is more clicks, more likes, more yep. viewers, etc. And so traditional media has to compete with that and they will compete with that. Yep. And so when you, you know, this notion of like, well, is that the right thing to do? Is that the wrong thing to do? Nope. Doesn't matter anymore. Right. Yeah, and, and some but, of that, but that's what they hide. But that's what they hide behind. They hide it behind this, like this veil of morality. Like they're looking out for our best interests, and like government the, who, and people who, in who's the government. And, okay, so we'll say government. We'll say people in positions. We'll say media. We'll say businesses. We'll say the elite, as you just referred to. Like they've everything from cens- censorship to, like they've never. It's never for um, our families. And to protect us from, you know, vulgarity or from, you know, things that are offensive. Well, what's the what's the measure of offense? Right. So that's a case where like not having gatekeepers has resulted in, okay, we have much less censorship in this country than we used to. Absolutely. Of our media. Now, some people will actually say, yeah, and that's a problem, right? Because people, there are some people who are more culturally conservative than I am who go, yeah. And because we have less censorship, we have a breakdown in morality in this country. But <laughs> so, we, so we can agree on the problem, right? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it, there was, there was. <laughs> no, go with what? No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm like, there was never morality. Like morality was never, or if it has, it hasn't been for a long time. Never. We, we all used to sort of agree. We all used to happily believe in the lie. Sure. And for a variety of reasons, we have stopped as a country believing in the lie. Some people still want the lie back. I mean, frankly, that's the Donald Trump presidency. Yeah. Right. It's a bunch of people who kind of just want to be told that everything's going to be good. Yeah. Do you but do you think that they really believe that believe that they're being lied to or do they believe the lie? I mean, because you and I know that it's a lie. I think they want to believe the lie. <sighs> I don't know if they know it's a lie. That That's what I'm asking. Like, do do you think that they know it's a lie? No. 
Yeah, I, th- I think some I think some are like because you've you've seen some people say you've seen their tweets or whatever and say, well, I, or people just rescind. I voted for Trump. I really thought that he was going to do X, Y and Z and, you know, come to find out that he's really not. And I'm offended and I'm hurt and I'm upset that this is where we are, yada, 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 um, versus people who really believe in his rhetoric. And, and let's let's say this. Let's also say this, because I feel like this is getting lost, too. Uh, many of these problems existed long before Trump got into office. Sure. He's just we just poured gasoline on the fire. That's all. He's just pouring gasoline on the fire. Except he's, they, he's trying to pour gasoline on the fire. Yeah. And, and again, this is why I said when Trump got elected, this is why I'm worried about who comes in after him, because <laughs> it's like the episode of The Simpsons when the, the dude came in and built the monorail. <laughs> Like he came in, pretty much pulled the wool over their eyes. There was like nothing worse. And because somebody could just come in and just say, look, what you had, this can't get any worse than this. And we'll be like, yeah, you. And he could be worse than Trump. He could be worse than Trump because we know Trump's hand. I said this before on the show. We know Trump's hand. We clearly know where he stands. But if you're going to pull on all the things that um, make America America in the sense of what you and I want just culture and society to be not America but just culture and society and people you pull on all those shoestrings only to find out that like that was a that was a uh, that was a trick too that's what I'm that's honestly what I'm scared of in 2020 the, the thing that I'm really fascinated by how they're going to figure this out is I mean one of the reasons why so the, the difference between between like campaigning and actually actually like go- govern right so Trump was able to camp campaign and Republicans for a long time have been running on this notion of, well, we need to fix Obamacare. Okay, great. Right, right, right. Let me back up. What is the problem with Obamacare? Right. And so then it all fractures because we can't agree on what the problem is. Right. right. People who might be in the middle and who might have said, yeah, you know, Trump's right. We need to fix Obamacare because they're like, yeah, I want to get more and more or less. Then yeah. you've got other folks diehard conservatives who were like, I want government out of my insurance altogether. Yeah. Those are not two groups that are going to, you can make a policy that will make them happy. But if you just say, we need to fix this, everyone's like, yeah, we need to fix it. Just like Mm -hmm. they're trying to right now, tax reform. Okay, great. You're going to reform taxes. What's the problem right now with taxes? Yeah. (laughs) Is it that we tax the wealthy too much? Yeah, I'm guessing a lot of people aren't going to say that, but that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the difference between uh, campaigning and governing. I-, I would say the biggest challenge for liberals and Democrats is that we get caught up in being like the hyper accurate nerd. We have to be willing to campaign. We're trying to govern while we're campaigning. Like, like mm-hmm. we're just sit there and go, well, actually, like I'm going to do X, Y, Y, and Z because it's going to be targeted. And it's like, people don't want to hear that. Yeah. People want to hear the big story. Yeah. Sell them. People, I, I honestly, it's not even a lie. People, I think people want to be sold. Mm. I mean, but that's, that's America. I think that's just people, you know, like you, so you and I follow technology a little bit. Like one of the, you know, people will often with Apple, will talk about how like, oh man, you know, when Steve was around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you just want Steve Jobs to sell you something you want to believe. It could be, mm-hmm. be the same phone. You just want to be sold a little Hmm. Right? And it could be the same political policy. People just want to be sold a little better. Mm. That's scary. We are all over the place today. I mean, so, you know. gun, so, real quick, we didn't really, we didn't actually really talk about this idea of 
So you're you saying that like by us, by people advocating for gun control immediately after Las Vegas, that we, that there was a lack of empathy, right? From what I saw, it's not to say that it did not exist. No, but generally, but, the, but you, there, there was a there was a a a, a, a yeah, I think a lack of not an absence of, but a lack of. Yes. Okay. Yes. I would say that, and this really is frankly unfortunate, right? But if this were a one-off, if this were a oh my god, I cannot believe this happened. This has never happened, right? Then I feel like it would have been treated very differently. Yeah. But because this happens over and over and over again, and because every time, like the only shot that there is of getting anything changed is to take whatever public attention exists and try to channel it towards change. Yeah. Of something else that happens. Okay. Here's an example. When it's hurricane season, Mm -hmm. when the first one hits and let's say the government has like a let's say the government doesn't isn't really quick to respond there will definitely be a controversy but there's also going to be lots of okay we got to have the star studded celebrity filled like marathon where people are going to donate money right yeah but then what if we just kept having hurricanes and the government just kept on responding terribly and didn't re- and did and, and was slow on the draw and was just fumbling all over the place after a while you really wouldn't even get to the celebrity telethon would you Right. You would just jump right to the, can we fix this problem? Or, and that's actually not even a good example because we can't control the weather, right? But we can stop people from having guns. We just choose not to. And I know that's not easy. And I'm not suggesting that we're going to stop people from having guns tomorrow. But yeah. we're not even heading in that conversation. You know, yeah. we're here debating about things like, like stocks and what is a, a, a you know, a, a, a semi automatic versus an automatic versus a whatever rifle. But we're okay with a country where people can, own a freaking like you know they, they they might as well have an armory in their backyard like they're yeah. living out their own like you know mid 90s uh gangster flick like you know fantasy and yeah. that's legal because yeah. of freedom i'm not like <laughs> we we've chosen to let that happen and so to me any shot that i that i have of trying to drive the disc disc away that can challenge challenge that option it's cold hearted. It's terrible to say, but like, I, I know, no, I know of no other way to do it because if now isn't the time to talk about it, when is, when the next thing's happening? Right. I agree. When Trump tweets about North Korea in three days, you want me to talk about gun control? Then I'm not saying you, but in general, like what I'm supposed to talk about gun control then. Yeah. I think it, I think it's <sighs> okay. So to your, to your point, you're almost, you're, you're kind of saying like, because these things are happening in succession, there's really no time to stop and say this is when we start the conversation about these solutions. I, it's almost like an ongoing conversation, and then these events just add. Uh, they like fan the flame. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I got you. I got you, and I won't disagree with that. But it, it's terrible because there are real victims, right? There's real victims, and it's just like, and, and you're right. Like, so when when does when does this stop? Because this is all back to back stuff. When is it? When when do we get a breather? Is today a breather? Because yeah, Jamel Hill got suspended, but like, did anybody die? No. Was you know what I'm saying? Was it anything tragic? No. But you know, this was a real uh, a violation of what you know we consider to be freedom of speech. What she said, and you know, the ESPN's response to it, and Trump's response to it. That's fascinating. I mean, I mean, is this a violation of freedom of speech? No, it's not. Is it because she works for an entity and that entity may or may not have language in the contract that you sign once you become an employee of said uh, organization that there's certain things that you cannot talk about? 
Freedom of speech means that the government cannot infringe on your right to speak. It does not mean that private corporations can't do stuff. It does not mean that you're that you're allowed to say whatever you want and nobody can fire you or suspend you. It doesn't say that at all. This is like oh, <laughs> we we like clearly this insanely misunderstood in a, in, in this country. I was going to say like this is probably the fourth time you've explained that on the show, <laughs> and that never comes out of this conversation. <laughs> never. ESPN is well within its it is well like look ESPN thinks that this sort of language will threaten its relationship with advertisers, right? Absolutely. The problem is people are treating this like as though ESPN is some sort of like nonprofit news organization. We just going to act like ESPN ain't been trash for the last like 10 years. Is that what we're doing? Because if we are, that's trash. Yeah. I, what, you know, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, if this is if this is if this is where you die on your ESPN hill, if this is the hill that you die on when it comes to ESPN, you should have been quote unquote woke a long time ago. Didn't they just do a Didn't they just do a skit on like on Sports Center that almost like reenacted like a, a a slave draft or something like that? Oh my God, I hope not. They just did something that, similar to that. That, that Let, doesn't sound right. No, no, no. Hit us up at CRS Podcast because I know I saw it. But again, like I was going to say, I'm not doing ESPN slave draft in my Google. There's no way. No, 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 no. On my search history. I'm I'm just I'm just saying like that. I know that something similar or something like that happened. And if you're listening to the show, hit us up at CRS Podcast or hit us up at Doc underscore beats. That's not a Z. I thought you were going to just say me, not you. No. Yeah. Just send it to Doc. Don't send it to me. Send it to both of us. Because I know that that like ESPN has done questionable stuff for years. This now all of a sudden you're shocked. Now you're shocked that the NFL that that's my like now you're shocked that the NFL is doing this. Now you're shocked. And I told I, I, I say it again when and I know these were your beloved Patriots. When Spygate happened, that just let me know like, OK, these are things that you guys are willing to like let pass. OK, so now I now I know where not to put you. Okay. That was long ago when they just let that slide. Okay. So now I'm I'm not shocked much. And, and I think that's my fear is that we ain't even talked about the, the fact of, you know, the, the fact of a lack of empathy in that sense. Like, do you feel like we're being numbed because there's so much going on? Like we're even numb to like, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that people are shocked about Trump and ESPN and the NFL and and uh, and, you know, the actions and, and thoughts and perspectives of certain white people who just don't understand the kneeling of the national anthem. I'm shocked that people are shocked because this isn't the first time I'm seeing any of this from any of these parties. We used to celebrate Trump for this stuff. What? Also, it was cool when it was on NBC, but now it's different because he's running a country. It was still there. What was going to change? I don't know. man. I don't know. Any albums coming out? <laughs> We're going to talk music next week. We're going to talk music Side B week. this week is just Doc and Armand rant and rave. Rant and raving with Doc and Armand. You got you to gotta do ranting with the, with the apostrophe. Ranting and raving with Doc and Armand. That's got to be the title of Side B. Ranting okay. and raving. And you can't use the, um, you can't use the and sign. You got to use in. And. Yeah. Uppercase <laughs> N apostrophe. And he's writing down that note like, okay, note for editing show. 
So is there anything else that we need to uh, that we need to talk about? Is there anything that we missed? Nah, man. Nah, not for me. How about for you? You good? Um, give me give me one second. I'm just gonna do a quick. Uh, are we are we doing a, a review of the BET Hip Hop Awards next week? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, Might be some freestyle. Yeah, there's gonna be some ciphers. Okay. I mean, we, we, we gotta we might have enough music to put together an actual music episode. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I feel like we should do an episode of like, like the hot artists who we don't necessarily listen to, but are like out there. Would that would that be setting us up? So like people like Russ and uh, uh, um, uh, Yo Gotti. Even though we've interviewed Yo Gotti or we've talked about Yo Gotti on the show. And your Kodak Blacks and your A Boogies and, you know, like just this whole generation of artists that we almost like skip on the show. We know they're not for us, but like, should we even do that? Or is that like setting us up? I mean, that sounds like another episode of Rand and Raven with Doc and her mother. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, no, no. I'm, you know what? We, we could pose that question to the fans. For people who have listened through the Rand and Raven who actually want to know, like, you know, who are curious, um, who would like to hear what we think about it. I'd be game for that. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff I just don't listen to. Right. So it's not that I hear it and I'm like, oh, oh my God. I don't know what any of it is. I didn't know that Post Malone had the number two record in the country. <laughs> I've never heard it. Like, I'm interested, but I've never heard it. You don't have Apple Music, right? right? Nah, I've got Tidal. Okay. Is there, because on like Apple Music, there's like a, 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 a playlist that they, that they keep up to date, which is basically like, like, basically like, like, new, like new or like really popular stuff in hip hop. And so yeah. I will run through that. Is it like an equivalent playlist on title? Yeah, I think so. Because um, what we could do, li- we could just, we could just, you and I, I would actually like use this as, use that playlist as like a jumping off point. Okay. Like, well, we, like have... we could both listen to it and then be like, okay, what you think about this guy, this or this artist or whatever? Okay. Well, yeah, send it to me or at, at minimum, send me a screenshot and I'll just, I'll find something. I'll just find the records on title. We do that too. We'll figure it, figure it out. Okay. So that, that might, that might be your show. Um, um, anything else you want to talk about, man? Talk about, man? I think we I think we've talked plenty this week. We have talked plenty. Thank you everybody for listening this week. Clock Radio Speakers, as always. Um check us out on clockradiospeakers.com or on Fourth District. Uh hit us up at CRS Podcast. And uh Armand, you already plugged what you need to plug. Anything else you gotta plug? Uh not right now. Just forty days coming forty days coming soon, even if I lose coming soon, et cetera, et cetera. 